0: You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Well, hello, Ian Anson Gray here for the second bonus version, bonus edition, I should say, of the Confident Live Marketing Show. As I was saying last week, we're having—I'm having a bit of a break um, as I work towards the fourth anniversary of this podcast. But well, I've been broadcasting this and. Uh, Bringing out podcast episodes since May 2019. So this has been going on for quite a while. And uh, I just want to have some time to go back and look at the highlights, really, of the first 199 episodes in the run up to episode 200. And today we're going to be looking at episode 19. It is 19. I'm just going to double check. Uh, this is when I had uh, Mike Russell on the show, my good friend Mike Russell. I haven't seen Mike in ages. It's been absolutely ages. So I'm uh, well well overdue some time uh, to hang out with Mike. Uh, but this was a really fun episode talking about how to sound awesome on live video, particularly thinking about the technical side of it. But we also cover how to improve your voice, uh, things like resonance. And I talk a little bit about that as well in this. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and I'd love it if you could let me know a little bit more about what you would like me to do as we go through the first 200 episodes, and also what you'd like me to cover from episode 200 onwards. Uh, because I'm rethinking things. I'm wanting to do some exciting things. I'm going to be doing a big episode 200, probably a big giveaway. Uh, This is going to be in May uh, 2023. So let me know about that. I'd love that. And the podcast, of course, you can find that out at iag.me forward slash podcast, iag.me forward slash podcast. So I'm not going to be doing any live shows. This is not going to be a live show. This is a pre-recorded show. Um, But I will be repurposing this into a podcast coming out every Friday. And this is going to be broadcast as a premiere on Fridays as well as a video. So let's go back to episode 19. And one of the things that I always used to like, and I still do like asking my guests, is um, what, what are the kind of things... Well, when things have gone wrong, how have you dealt with it? Because... First of all it's it's fun to talk about what's gone wrong because we all things I think we all have those problems when things go wrong but what I'm really interested in is what do you do when things go wrong? How do you keep going? So this was the question that I asked Mike Russell. Uh, Mike, if you don't know, he is the co-founder of, he's the founder of Music Radio Creative, and he works there works on that with his wife, Isabella, who's also been on the show. Uh, he's just uh, an amazing expert on music anything to do with audio adobe audition in particular um, but yeah he, you should see a studio it is absolutely amazing uh, let's let's go back anyway now one thing i will say if you're watching this as a video you'll see that uh my face and mike's face are quite red i'm not quite sure what happened i've tried to adjust that a little bit but the if the video looks a bit weird i'm using a green screen uh, so the, the video is not that great um from my point of view at least Uh, But that's one of the things that we're doing as we're going through these uh, previous episodes, going back to what it was like at the start. So let's do it. What made you keep going after after those disasters?
1: You just, you have to keep going. That's the thing. You just have to get used to the fact that things will happen and it's natural. And like you say, people want to help you. It's the worst feeling in the world when you go live and something is wrong and you know you can't really correct it while Mm. you're live. So like with audio, yeah, you have to get that working. Otherwise, people can't hear you, but it could be something as simple as, I don't know, your audio keeps crackling or something or you do a multi-stream and you go to Twitch and YouTube and your Twitch viewers are like, you're not live on Twitch, you're on YouTube, but you're not on Twitch. And they're like, oh, no, I have to restart the stream and everything and set up a new stream and all of that. So it can be not to panic people because there are easy ways. And I know you teach them like using great software like this, Ecamm, it keeps it nice and simple. So what I say is when you start, definitely keep it simple. Yes, Um, I don't keep it simple. That's why things fail somewhere in the chain. But Some- you you enjoy
0: that. I think we both are a, bit, a little bit like this. I, we tend to overcomplicate things and we have fun with it and things will break. But if you're the kind of person that's not so technical, then do not mess around with things like multicasting, at least at the start. Just keep it simple, as Mike says, definitely. So the next question I was going to ask was, what is your current setup? But just as a precursor to that, what did, when you first started live streaming... What was your setup then and then how did it pro- to, how did it progress into what you've got today?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. Yeah, I guess I, I started live streaming on Google Hangouts and I had basically a, a microphone audio interface and went live and that, that was fine. And other people came in with their audio and they had different quality of audio. But my most memorable live stream was not 2012 on Google Plus and Google Hangouts no longer exists. I really remember streaming on Periscope using my phone. So really, Periscope is the first thing that I remember, to my memory, that you can actually just grab a phone and do quite a nice live stream. So you can keep it as simple as that, of just whipping out an app like Periscope, click and go live. Most of the phones now, the latest iPhone, the Pixel from Google, they all have good microphones, good audio. If you want to take it up a level, you can get something like the Rode Smart Lab Plus, plug that in, clip it to yourself, and away you go with quality audio. I used to do that. And I back in 2015, I just used to like wake up at like sunrise at five or four thirty in the morning drive to different spots on the isle of wight and just go live and because periscope was so new sometimes i get two or three hundred viewers per live stream and i was like this is amazing but of course it didn't last but it was fun <laughs> yeah
0: periscope do you remember those days periscope uh, and there was one before that it was meerkat this was back in 2016 2015 2016 i think and that was the year, really, when live streaming became such a like a really big thing. Facebook Live came out that year as well, uh, a little bit later on after after that. And uh, Twitter bought Periscope. Unfortunately, it it doesn't kind of really exist anymore. It doesn't really exist. There's Twitter Live. Um, Meerkat doesn't exist anymore. So so those were the days. It was exciting. Um, but what I, I love about Mike's story that is, he he just kept going. He kept going. He was trying things, playing with things breaking things uh and i think live video is partly about that if you are concerned about things not working and breaking then live video is maybe not for you having said that things these days you know fast forwarding to 2023 things are so much easier now because you know you've got tools like you know ecam and streamyard uh restream that just make it simple you you just press a button and you you're good to go um but yeah do do play around with things and break things from time to time. And that's what I'm doing. But uh, on the other hand, you know, sometimes you don't want to overcomplicate things. Let's move on to the next one, which is... So we're going to get a bit techie now and talk about the differences between different types of microphones. Now, I deliberately didn't include the bit where Mike talks about his current setup, because this is back in 2019 and things have changed quite considerably for Mike. I need to get him back on the show and uh, get him to talk about what he's currently doing. Um, but I know he just bought this very big, expensive desk, which was like, was it two grand? I think he'd paid for it. Something like that. It might have been more. Uh, and he was, yeah, fiddling around with a lot of stuff. But I, did, I think what he says here about the differences between microphones, and particularly when talking about the Blue Yeti microphone, I think that's really valid. It's still up to date. And I'm not knocking the Blue Yeti microphone. It looks—it's a really nice microphone, but there's some pros and cons with it. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. So, yeah. what could you just explain the difference? You mentioned cardioid. What are those different settings? Is this something that we should be thinking about when getting microphones?
1: Really good question. And yes, and that kind of leads on nicely to the Blue Yeti as well. And I think you were going to ask my opinion on that. So, people are very polarised on the Blue Yeti. Some people are like it's great. It's a reasonably priced mic. It works nicely. And other people will say, no, it's cheap, it's USB, it sounds horrible. But that also has those polar pattern settings on it. And if you don't set those up correctly, it will not make you sound as good as you possibly could. So, yeah, you've got the same as this AKG mic. I've got omnidirectional, which is usually default, the same with the Blue Yeti. Omnidirectional means the microphone is going to pick up audio from all around it, right? So, if you've got a really big, echoey room and you have your microphone on omnidirectional, you're going to be echoing around like a beast when you're talking into that microphone. You want to really be on cardioid, which is the heart shape in front of you, or super cardioid, or even if you can get a mic that will do it, like the SE Electronics V7 microphone. Really like that microphone, just $99. Great mic for the price. XLR connector and that has hypercardioid. So for those podcasters that have real problems with noise and room reflections, get yourself an SE V seven. It's hypercardioid. It will literally pick you up like a line. It's awesome. Wow.
0: As yeah. that is not USB, am I right?
1: It's XLR, but Sorry. it's it's got a nice sound to it. It's very mm. crisp, very bright, very good for the price range and what it is. It's actually originally designed as a handheld kind of stage, cool. but I think it's great for podcasters who have audio problems. So if you want to
0: keep things simple, you're just starting off and you want to get a nice microphone that just plugs directly into the computer, because obviously with these XLR microphones, you either need a like a mixer or an audio interface. Would you recommend just getting an audio interface? Or would you say, is there a decent USB mic? Or is that a really th- horrible thing to ask an audio <laughs> production
1: guy? Yeah, I'm always going to recommend XR connected mics. I'm going to recommend that you buy yourself an audio interface that allows you to plug XLR into your computer via USB. So you've got that middleman going between the microphone and your computer. Whereas if you buy a USB microphone, it's doing both those things. Yeah. It's being a microphone and your audio interface, your a analog to digital converter. So really, I'm always going to say go for XLR. You can get really reasonably priced XLRs and good quality for the price as well. Like the SE V7, even Blue make an XLR mic. They cottoned on to this kind of like, we need a really good budget XLR mic. And they came out with the Blue Ember, which I've tested and... the price it's awesome so there are good well-priced xlr mics from companies like blue se even akg make the p120 and the p420 in that price range which are really good and then you just spend another 150 bucks or whatever on the audio interface good quality one like focus or soundcraft and plug it in yeah
0: yeah yeah well there we go so like differences between the, the the microphones and what i would say about the blue yeti uh if you have a blue yeti if you like the blue yeti and you're finding that it's a little bit echoey and it's picking up a lot of background noise, just bring it really close to you. Use it like a microphone that I'm using at the moment, this is a dynamic microphone. Bring it up close, turn the gain down, that will really help. And also put it on that cardioid setting. Cardioid just basically means it's picking up the sound straight in front of the microphone Uh, and that's going to make a big difference. Uh, But yeah, audio, I think, is the first thing. It's the most important thing that you need to be spending your money on when it comes to live video because audio matters a lot. And so I really agree with Mike. Uh, Having said that, you can get microphones that are XLR and USB, such as the Samsung Q2U microphone. That's a reasonably priced microphone, but it has XLR and USB. It's it's a budget microphone, and it's pretty good uh, as well. Uh, So some great advice there from Mike. I I love uh, all that he says that, and I always go to Mike if I need some advice. Um, So if you want to find out more about this particular episode, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash 19. IAG.me forward slash 19. That's the original episode if you want to watch, watch the full the full one. And this will also be this uh, going into the archives uh, blog post. Well, podcast will be a blog post on the blog IAG.me forward slash podcast. Well, we've got one more uh, excerpt from this episode. And this is all about sounding good. We, we've talked a little bit about the technical side of things, but I was really interested to know from Mike, how he, how he makes his voice sound so good because as I say in this, I've met Mike quite a few times and he, he just sounds amazing. His voice is so full and resonant and so I was really interested to know uh, some tips from him and then I go uh, and share a little bit of tips from my point of view because as you may or may not know, I trained as a professional classical singer so I've got a few ideas on projection and using your voice. Uh, so let's do that right now. How do you improve the sound of our voices, first of all, from a non-technical perspective? Have you got any thoughts on how you should be projecting your voice or using your voice? I've met you in real life. lots in of in the, quite a few times and you just seem to have this amazingly resonant voice and without the microphone so this is it's not just the microphone and Mike's audio settings that are making mic sound great Mike sounds great anyway have you got any <laughs> tips
1: on that yeah i mean there are definitely things you can do to project your voice to learn to project it well i should probably get some voice coaching but one of the things i hear a lot from voice artists is don't speak from here and that can often come on you can speak from here if you get anxious anxiety or whatever try and speak from down here in your tummy. And so that's a good start. speaking from the belly, from the tummy. Another thing I was always told to do in radio is stand up, which I'm not doing now. I should grab my mic, and but then you wouldn't see my head. And I should stand up because that can be the difference between a really well-delivered read or show and something that's mediocre. I always advise that voice artists that we work with, you stand up when you're delivering your liners. If you're doing a, an advert or an audiobook or whatever it is, stand up. Do not sit down. You'll put more energy into it. And then there are those weird... Like, like warm-up exercises you can do. Like one of them, again, I hear this from voiceover artists. These are not my own ideas. I'm just repeating stuff that I've heard from really great people who do good work. And one of the things you can do is you can go, ah, before you go live. Another thing you can do is you can sing A-E-I-O-U. I can't sing. You could probably, as a singer yourself, Ian, you could do justice to that. So you go A-E-I-O-U, sing the vowels. Go on, say, go, give us a blast of your great Well, so
0: I tend to do the Italian vowels. So the great thing about that is there are no diphthongs in this. So A I O it changes. So the Italian vowels are more pure, which I think really helps it. And you can make it into a, like a, you don't need to be a singer, but just changing the pitch in your voice can really help. A-E-I-O. It helps you get that kind of dynamic range, helps you really get those vowel sounds and also helps you thinking about your breathing as well, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. and you're absolutely right. You just, uh, breathing is like super important. And sometimes we're, hopefully we're all going to breathe all the time, otherwise we wouldn't be alive. But it's important to remember when you're live and you're in that high stress environment, you go live for the first time, remember to breathe, remember to center yourself and bring yourself back to hey, it's okay, I'm here, it's good, this is happening now. And, you know, you're doing this for a reason, right? And just remember that breath. You've hit on a great point there, Ian, with breath and breathing, yeah.
0: Yeah, we forget to breathe. And I think as we grow up, we forget how to breathe, actually. Mm -hmm. It's really breathing down in our belly, using our diaphragm. There's a whole episode about this. I can't remember when it is. It's around episode five or six. I'll put it in the show notes. And it's all about how to warm up your voice as well. But I was just really interested from your point of view because you... Water. Yeah, hydrate. <laughs> hydrate yourself. <laughs> yes. Drink water. In fact, I've uh, I've got a cup of tea here, so uh, I always think you know, have a nice uh, cup of tea. Hot water is good. It just uh, warms your voice up uh, as well. Warms you. Warms your throat up. Uh, so really interesting stuff there. I, I, I think Mike's voice is amazing, and. Uh, Uh, Yeah, do check out episode three is the one when I talk about warming up your voice. That's IAG.me forward slash three, right back towards the start. Well, that's it for this week, for this bonus episode. As I said, we're going to be doing uh, bonus episodes up until uh, beginning of May, I think. I'm not exactly sure of the date where we're going to be doing episode 200. Um, But I've got a lot of other things that I'm working on at the moment. Do get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Do not be shy. Just go, uh, just send an email to me at ian at iag.me, ian at iag.me. But that is it for this week. And until next time... I encourage you to level up your impact authority and profits through the power of confident live video see you soon bye
1: thanks for watching the confident live marketing show with ian anderson
0: make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact authority and profits through the power of live video
1: and until next time see